Hello, you're listening to the Hosanna Houston podcast. Hosanna Houston is a church for all people, transforming lives through love and generosity. Here, we revisit Sunday sermons from Pastor Edwin Guerra. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Welcome. It's good to be in the house of God. Amen. It's good to gather again. If you are watching online, thank you for joining us in that way. Today, I want to start a, a new series, and we're going to begin for a few weeks to focus on some of the attributes of God and some of the important things that, as Christians, we should be learning and we should be clear about who our God is and who we serve and who we sing to and who we worship, right? So today we're going to start looking at some of these attributes of God. And it is important for us to know that that is the foundation. That is the foundation of what we are and what we believe. And it is, there's nothing better than to know our God and to know our King. Amen. That is what we have been created for. It is to know God. Amen. So let's just take a moment. Let's pray and then get right into the word of God. Father, I thank you because you are good. You are everlasting good, Father God. Thank you for those who are here, those who are watching. Our minds, our hearts are open to your word, Father God. There's so much that we need to know from you, Jesus. We lack so much, Father God. So today we allow you, Father God, to come into our hearts and move into our hearts and change anything, Father God. We open up ourselves to you, Jesus, and let your word do what it needs to do in our lives. Let it fall on good soil and do, Father God, and produce what it needs to produce in each and every one of us. We love you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. So we're going to start with the holiness of God. I think most of us have an idea of what that means for us, or we've heard or read or sang about the holiness of God. But I like to start by saying everything begins and ends with God, period. Everything begins and ends with God. And if we don't understand the full significance of what that means, then we really don't understand how anything else can relate to God. So for us to relate everything that happens around our lives and in the world today and, you know, from yesterday, today, and forever, everything has to do with God. So we need to know God so that everything can actually make sense for us in the right way. God is absolutely unique because he alone is infinite, unchanging, and eternal. He does not change. God is the most important man or woman alive or that has ever lived on this earth. God's value is supreme above everything. God is in a class of his own. There is nothing that we can compare him to. Nothing. God is way more worthy 
a billion times more worthy than any of us or anything. And I want you to open up your Bible. If you have your Bible in the book of Isaiah, we're going to start in chapter 40. And we need to realize who we are serving, who we are singing to, who we are saying that we love, who we are saying that we are representing. This is the God of the Bible. This is the God that you love and worship. Isaiah 40, verse 12 to 17, and it says, Who, who else has held the oceans in his hands? Who has measured off the heavens with his fingers? Who else knows the weight of the earth or has weighed the mountains and hills on a scale? Verse 13, who is able to advise the spirit of the Lord? Who knows enough to give him advice and teach him or teach him? Verse 14, has the Lord ever needed anyone's advice? Does he need instructions about what is good? Does someone teach him what is right or show him the path of justice? Verse 15, no. For all the nations of the world are but a drop in the bucket. They are nothing more than dust on the scales. He picks up the whole earth as though it were a grain of sand. Verse 16, all the wood in Lebanon's forest and Lebanon's animals would not be enough to make a burnt offering worthy of our God. Verse 17, the nations of the world are worth nothing to him. In his eyes, they count for less than nothing, mere emptiness and froth. This is the God that you and I love and serve. He is above everything. Unquestionably, there is nothing to compare him with. This is the God that you come and hear every other Sunday or every Sunday or tune in, however you want to do it. This is the God that you decide to follow, a God that is above everything, And think of how our relationship is with him. How dare we forget who he is? When we say that God is holy, we mean that even in his greatness and his character, he is unimpeachable, meaning We cannot doubt him, meaning we cannot question him, meaning that he is fully to be trusted and never to be questioned. His word is yes and amen, period. There is no questioning what he says because he is above it all. He is sovereign And he reigns 
over everything, including us. God himself cannot be charged with any wrongdoing. He is always just, fully just and righteous. The book of Habakkuk says this, God is pure and he cannot stand in the sight of evil. Oh, may God forgive all of us. All of us and the type of relationship we have that we say we have with him. It says God is pure and he cannot stand in the sight of evil. Let's continue reading Isaiah chapter 40. Now jump to verse 21, please. 21 says, haven't you heard? Don't you understand? Are you deaf to the words of God? The words he gave before the world began. Are you so ignorant? Verse 22, God sits above the circle of the earth. The people below seem like grasshoppers to him. He spreads out the heavens like a curtain and makes his tent for them. Verse 23, he judges the great people of the world and brings them all to nothing. Verse 24, they hardly get started, barely taking root when he blows on them and they wither. The winds carry them off like chaff. Verse 25, to whom will you compare me? Who is my equal? Ask the Holy One. And highlight Holy One because that is who he is. He is holy, unable to accept anything else but holiness in his sight. He did not spare his own son. Do you think he's going to spare us if we continue to rebel against him? We're lying to ourselves. This is the God of ages, the God we serve, the God from yesterday, today, and forever. This is our Father in heaven. He is holy. Our opinions of him, our questions of him do not matter because he has spoken and it is clear what he says and who he says he is. And it is our responsibility to say yes and amen to what he has told us. Nothing else matters. Let me say this, all the evilness of this world, of our lives, is an offense to God's holiness. Look at what Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 22 and 23 says. Therefore, give the people of Israel this message from the sovereign Lord. I am bringing you back. This is God speaking. But not because you deserve it. I am doing it to protect 
my holy name, he says, on which you brought shame while you were scattered among the nations. Verse 23, I will show you how holy my great name is, he says. The name on which, again, you brought shame among the nations. And when I reveal my holiness through you before their eyes, says the sovereign Lord, the nations will know that I am Lord. I don't know if you see between the lines here how good and graceful God is towards us. He is saying that he is going to rescue us, not because we deserve it, but for his sake, for his name's sake, he is going to rescue us. And he says, I will show you how holy my great name is, verse 23, the name on which you brought shame among the nations. It is time for you and I to be aware of what type of relationship we are having with this holy God that we say we love. Because if not, we will continue to bring shame to his name by saying, I love Jesus, I follow Jesus, I am a Christian, and yet living completely the opposite of what he asked from us. We should all examine ourselves. No one is exempt from these words. And I will reveal my holiness through you. So now God is showing mercy, mercy, everlasting mercy, because he's saying, even though you are this way, I, God, because of my sake, he says in his word, I will show the nations mercy, to you and I will show my glory to them because I am merciful towards you because of my name's sake. God loves his holiness with infinite love and he cherishes his purity. I've heard it say that God loves the sinner and he hates sin. Of course, he hates sin. But the one that goes to hell is the sinner. If he continues on his path. The sinner will go to hell if he doesn't repent from his sin. And this is the God we serve. We have to see our state. This is why we're going to start looking at the attributes of God and the characteristics of God. Because when we get to know who God is, we will see how bad we are. And how much we need of him every single day, not once a week, every single moment of our lives. And what it takes to actually serve him well. This is not a joke. Eternity is coming. This time on earth is like a mist compared to the eternity that we will spend somewhere. If you are a follower of Jesus, establish your relationship with him. Repent from your sin and move forward in pursuing him and pursuing holiness, a life that is worthy of who has called you.
God loves his holiness. This is the starting point for understanding God and everything else on this earth. We have to start with his holiness. We don't understand who he is and what he's like, then we will assume what he's like. And when we assume, we make great mistakes thinking God is like us. And the Bible says, you made a mistake thinking I was like you and I am not like you. This is what the Bible says. Because he is holy and perfect. If we don't feel a sense of awe and fear and admiration for the infinite holiness of God, which he will oppose with great fury, then our feelings towards everything else are jaded, are wrong. We need to understand who he is. So let me ask the question, are we in awe of his holiness or have we forgotten who he really is? Have you and I forgotten what it is to stand before a holy God? God told, uh, Moses told God, show me, show me your glory. And God has to hide him behind a rock, in between a rock, and he just shows him a glimpse of who he is. Because if Moses would have put his eyes on God, he would have fallen dead at that moment. We serve a holy God. This is not surface level relationship with God. It will not work in the end. I'm sorry. We need a new understanding of God's holiness in the church and in this church as well. We need to know God and tremble at the thought of a holy God in our presence. This is the only way that we can be awakened and see the sad state of ungodliness that we find ourselves in. You guys remember Job in the Bible? Yeah, Job 1.1. Let me read you a little bit about Job. I won't be long. Don't worry. There's a man named Job, this is Job 1.1, who lived in the land of U-Z, us, us, whatever you want to call it. He was blameless, a man of complete, complete integrity. He feared God, it says, and he stayed away from evil. Not only did he fear God, but he made sure he stayed away from evil. means Job was a believer, a Christian, a deeply devout, devout man, a prayerful man. He knew God as he ought to know God. But then the pain came. The suffering came. His physical and spiritual desert was upon him, right? On him. And after all of this, Job had to have a new understanding of God. 
Uh, if you have your Bible, jump to Job 42. We'll read a couple of those verses, all the way to chapter 42, starting in verse 1 to 6. Don't worry, I'm almost done. This is a great, I believe with all my heart, encouraging message. Because it has to awaken our spirits. Because it is the word of God. And if we can see what God, if we can see what God is trying to tell us, it will only help you awaken from our spiritual sleep. All right, Job 42, verse 1 to 6 says, Then Job replied to God, after all that's happened, go home and read the book of Job. It should take you about 10 minutes. Verse 2. I know that you can do anything, and no one can stop you, he says. You asked, who is this that questions my wisdom with such ignorance? It is I, and I was talking about things I knew nothing about, things far too wonderful for me. So after Job has this incredible season of his life of struggle and pain and suffering after being the Bible calling him that he was a blameless man, a man with complete integrity, a man, he says here, that feared God and stayed away from evil. After all that happened to him, he comes back and says, I didn't know what I was talking about. Listen, we have no clue what we're talking about most of the time. We have to, our, our passion, our desire should be, I need to know who God is. Because without knowing him, we won't understand him. Without knowing him, we expect our life to be something. And when it's not what we expect it to be, we are disappointed and we think, I thought God was supposed to be a good God, a loving God. Why is my life full of troubles? Because we don't understand God or we don't know God. And Job says it this way. It says, who is this, verse 3, that questions my wisdom with such ignorance? It is I, and I was talking about things I knew nothing about, things far too wonderful for me. Verse 4, you said, listen, and I will speak. I have some questions for you, and you must answer them. Verse 5, I had only heard about you before, but now I have seen you with my own eyes. And here comes the repentance, the repentance that you need, that I need. Repentance, repentance. We need to ask God for forgiveness. And he says, I take back everything I said. Everything I ever said, I take it back. And he says, and I sit in dust and ashes to show my repentance. To know God Better and better is to see our sinful state and how much we need of him. And it should, and it should drive you to repentance. I'll finish with this. What then is holiness? 
I'll just read you some scriptures about that. Three, three verses, real quick. Number one, 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 2 says this, There is none holy like the Lord. There is none besides thee. There is none holy like the Lord. You serve a God that has no one to challenge him. You sing to a God that has no one to challenge him. He is holy and there is none besides thee, he says. Isaiah 40 verse 25 says this, To whom then will you compare me? This is God saying, To whom will you compare me? Please do not put other things in your life above God. I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. Priorities. Your priority should be God first. God first. To whom? What will you compare me to, he's saying? If I am the best thing, if I am the only thing that matters, to whom will then you compare me that I should be like him, says the Holy One. Once again, God is holy and he loves his holiness. Isaiah, verse 11, verse 9, says, I am God and not man. The Holy One in your midst. He is in our midst. And in the end, it says, God is holy and that he is God and not man. He is not like us. He is holy. That is the God that you serve and that you say you love. That is the God that you come and say, I need you. That is the God who you come and lift up your hands and your voice and says, I worship you, Jesus. He is incomparable. His holiness is unique. His divine essence is like none other. His holiness determines all that he is. And no one else determines who he is. His holiness is what he is as God, which no one else is or ever will be like him. Whatever you want to call this, majesty, divinity, greatness, or anything else, in the end, we'll run out of words on how to express who God is. But here's the amazing thing about this holy God that has no comparison. This God makes himself known to us sinners. He shows himself to us. He is saying, I am here. And to take a verse from last week to finish this, Jeremiah 29, 13. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. There is hope. There is hope. For us sinners. 
We are so far removed from what he is. And yet he says to us, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. How good is our God? That he sees people like us and knows your thoughts, knows your actions, and he still says, if you search me, if you seek me wholeheartedly, you will find me. Please don't waste any more time. Please stop playing church and Christian. Please. Look for him. Stop having an agenda to have ministries or to serve God. That is garbage compared to who he is. Our job is to know God, period. And when we know him, we will love him. And when we know him, we will pursue him. And when we know him, he will be everything for us and nothing else will matter. So I pray that today you hear what his word says. If you search, if you seek me, if you try to find who I am, I will be available for you. Thank you so much for listening to the Osana Houston podcast. If you have any questions or prayer requests, feel free to email us at info at osanahouston.org. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Osana Houston. If you would like to donate, visit our website, osanahouston.org.